Hi and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shu, and today we're going to bring some good news on how to navigate out of the pandemic. This episode has been sponsored by Idealo, the price comparison website. Hey, welcome. So I hope you're all keeping well. And I thought with all the doom and gloom and negativity around the world, we'll bring you some good news, seeing as though the national press struggled to do so. Um, negative event world service was the how news was described to me the other day, which I thought was so appropriate. When I listen to some of the news channels, I just think, Jesus, some actually good stuff going on. Uh, why don't you report on that? Um, so we're going to keep this, this show a bit more upbeat and um, talk a bit more about good stuff. And one of those good things is actually in the last few months, consumer spending on credit, no, let me rephrase that, the amount of consumer credit or debt that's been repaid has gone through the roof. It's tremendous. So 7.4 billion of consumer credit, read debt, I always use the word credit, it's debt, consumer debt was repaid um, in April, which is the highest monthly total since records began uh, for the Bank of England back in 1993. So, um, hey, if, that, if you're a part of that group, give yourself a round of applause because that is absolutely tremendous. Um, it uh, makes me feel good. Uh, it really genuinely does because um, personal debt is the, um, is the infection to your wealth creation. It really is. It will just erode at it. And I don't care what anyone says about you know, borrowing money and it's cheap money, this and that. You really just need to work systematically. You don't get stressed out of it. Systematically paying it down. Um, an incredible five billion pounds was paid off on credit cards alone. Um, you can just imagine how those people are feeling right now. Um, so that's that's fantastic. And a typical month, ordinarily, is around about three hundred million. So five billion in April relative to three hundred million. Um, so I would imagine a lot of that is it must be people who are rate tarting, you know, moving the balances around here, then the other, and they're thinking, well, I've got no interest on those. I'm getting some interest on my savings. And of course, now Bank of England interest rate is down at 0.1%. They're not getting interest anywhere anyway. So they must just pay it off. But honestly, psychologically, to clear your mind and have a plan, it's just best just to keep it, keep it going. It's almost like a diet saying, um, you know, I'm going to keep eating um, a little bit sort of uh, uh, high-calorie foods because I exercise anyway. Yeah, they might compensate each other a little bit, but the best thing to make your life easier would just be to uh, limit the exposure. Um, So if you've been on furlough, um, there's a chance, and I do appreciate some companies were furloughed on 100%, and I do appreciate some people were not furloughed at all. You know, my staff wished they were furloughed. furloughed. Um, um, But if you were furloughed, the government announcement was 80%. Okay, well, initially it was 80% anyway. So you started on 80% of your income, and the chances are you survived. Does that make sense? It was tough, don't get me wrong. It's got to be tough. If you're, work, if you're used to 100% and it goes down to 80 overnight, that's tough. There's anxiety, there's worry, everything else. But you made changes, right? You made changes. And um, what I wanted to try and do is just sort of say to you, what would happen if, you continued on this path, living on 80% of your income. How would your future self pan out? Now, the audience here is very, very broad. So uh, we have some very wealthy individuals who listen, um, and we have some people who are making ends meet. 
Okay, and that's why I try and keep it um, diversified in the content. But looking at an average income, so the principles are the same, okay, looking at an average income of £30,000 a year, so average, around about the UK average income for a full-time employee, £30,000 a year, if you saved the 20% of that money, so it's about £400 after tax, and you put it into a pension scheme, and that pension scheme grew at an average rate of pence a year, which is, i got to say, it's pretty realistic historically, Okay, and I know there are pundits saying we're going into a low return environment and stuff, but you know, ignore that, the negative news world service. Just keep focus on the on the um, example. Thirty thousand pounds income. You save twenty percent of that income, which was four hundred pounds a month. You put that into a pension scheme over a twenty year period. So we've got to take our mindset and stop thinking now and stop thinking tomorrow and think future. Okay, and this is something my wife would struggle with, to be fair. Um, but I think after 25 years of being a financial planner, it's all future planning. It's all future planning. Okay, so £30,000 income, saving 20% of your income uh, in a pension, which is about £400 a month at a 6% annual return. Have a guess how much you think you might have over a 20-year period. Over a quarter of a million pounds over a quarter of a million pounds, you know, approaching 300,000 pounds actually. So that's a tremendous amount of money. It's a massive amount of money. Um, there was some research out, I think it was AJ Bell, who did some research saying that you need an average pension around 450,000 pounds. Okay, so that's over halfway to meeting your target. Now, I don't buy in on these averages because you may not be average. You know, and I think it's really important that you cost your retirement plan, and really that's for another video. You know, which I, if you're interested, message me, and I'm very happy to do that. But you've really got to cost your retirement plan. And I talk about the rule of 300 to calculate how much income you need and stuff. But if we're saying on average salary, 300, uh, sorry, 30,000 pounds a year, saving 20%, 400 pounds a month, and put that into a pension over 20 years at 6% return, you're looking around 300,000, 250, 300,000 pounds lump sum to a quarter of a million pounds, well, phenomenal, um, and if on average you need 450, that's a massive chunk, a massive chunk. Now, even if you struggle to make the 20%, you know, because I appreciate going back to work, holidays, life kicks in, there are additional costs, um, you saved some of it. It's all about making that change, you know, putting something away. Um, and to put it some relative perspective, Aegon did some research and they said to us that the average pension scheme is around about £50,000. So um, I don't like those figures, if I'm honest, because I think what they've probably done is they've looked at the number of pension schemes out in the marketplace and then divided by the total amount of money saved into pension schemes. Whereas the reality is some people might have multiple pension schemes, um, some with very small pots that they've decided not to move and others that they focus on. So um, it's really the average pension per person that I think is more important. But I've not yet seen that figure. So if you've seen that figure, then please message in and let me know. Um, now you might be saying, okay, Warren, that's all well and good, but hey, aren't we heading for the worst recession in 300 years? Some people are saying we're going to go into a depression, this, that, and the other. Hey, negative event world service. Remember that, okay? Invest for the long term. Invest for your risk appetite. And just get your head down and just put money away for the future because uh, I've heard it so many times. Over the years, I've heard it so many times. People saying, 
it's different this time. And do you know what? There's a great argument every single time why it's different. This time they're saying that um, it's global. Everyone's been hit at the same time. They're saying interest rates are so low, they can't go any lower to leverage um, the economy. They're saying we're at unprecedented levels of debt. Um, and I don't disagree with any of those points. And they may be right, but they also may be wrong. High-quality companies will make a profit, invest globally, and only accept the level of risk that you're willing to take. Um, let me give you an example. Um, if you invested £50 a month, okay, from age 20 to age 40, and then left it, okay, so 50, sorry, age 20 to age 40, then left it there, £50 a month, and you looked at it at age 60, you'd have around about £111,000 saved up. So over £100,000 just by putting 50 quid a month away. Okay? If you thought, ah, mañana, mañana, I'll get around to it one day, not yet, I've got other priorities, you know, I want to do other things. If you left it to your 40, which is in fairness when most people take their retirement planning seriously, um, and you invested from 40 to 60, so a 20 year period still, but you were playing catch up, so you invested 100 pounds a month, not 20, uh, 50 pounds, you'd have 69,000 pounds. So you paid in twice as much over the same period, okay, but you'd have 37% less. That, my friends, is what Albert Einstein was talking about, the eighth wonder of the world, okay, it's compound growth. The magic of compound growth. The best time to start investing was yesterday. Second best time is today. You know, I can't drive it home enough, honestly. You really must just automatically, automatically, automatically take a deduction from your income, whether that's salary, net profits, benefits, whatever. Whatever amount is affordable to you, I would say at least 10%. You, I talk about 12.5% in the money plan, talk about the first working hour of working day. Ideally, I want you to go to high as 20%. And if you're, if you're a late starter, you know, if you're a late starter, you might have to pay catch up. So you might even have to put a bit more in there. But um, you, know, you really need to put some of this money away. Your future self will thank you. Now, there was something else I was gonna say on that, but it's actually just got out of my mind. So if it comes back in, um, I will come back to it. But, um, hey, John, I appreciate when you go back to work, you're going to have additional costs and expenses, even if it's just commuting and travel and things. Um, but have a look and say, what can I do? What can I do to minimize this? Okay, so I love my coffees. Okay, I love going to Starbucks. I love going to Costa. I enjoy, and I love Coffee Nero as well. I love the experience, and my daughter seems to have inherited that. She doesn't drink coffee yet, but um, she, she inherited that experience. So um, I enjoy going to do this. So if you're going to go and buy a coffee as a treat, that's great. But if it's becoming more habitual, a bit more routine, add up how much um, you're spending on your coffees. Now there's a financial planner in the states who made a life, a, a career, on a thing called the latte factor. And the latte factor is basically, you know, how much am I spending on my lattes every day? 
how much am I spending on my incidentals? It wasn't, I, it wasn't, people misunderstood the, the, uh, the metaphor. It wasn't just lattes, but it was, what am I spending on incidentals? You know, so I, I get up in the morning, I go to work and I go past Starbucks and I pick up my latte and I might get a cinnamon swirl. You know who I am, right? I'm the sort of twelve kind of guy. Um, and you know, I go into work, and then uh, lunchtime, the uh, van might come around, or the person might come around the offices selling things, or I might go down to the local prep and get some some lunch and things. And um, hey, do you know what? It's been a tough tough week. Um, lots been going on. The pubs are now open, so I'm going to go to the pub after work and just have a couple of glasses of beer or prosecco or wine, whatever your beverage is, uh, and then go home. You know, I get a taxi home um and uh yeah i deserve it right i earned it okay so just add up what you've spent there as incidentals so you've got your latte and your cinnamon 12 you've got your your lunch at lunchtime you've got your wine um and then you've got your taxi home what would an alternative be for you what else could you do could you have taken a flask of coffee in with you in the morning and perhaps instead of getting the tube or um, anything like that, you could have walked. You know, particularly while the weather's good, could you have walked and increased your number of steps and helped yourself out there? And instead of having some of cinnamon 12, taken some fruit or something from home to have uh, when you get to the office. And then when you're at work at lunchtime, you take your packed lunch with you. Um, so you do it that way. And um, on the way home, hey, do you know what? I'm not against socialising, but um, maybe go for one beer or something uh, and then... Maybe walk home, um, as opposed to having two or three and get a taxi home. Um, it's just making conscious decisions. And one of the ways we help you do that in the money plan is we talk about the bank account system and allocating your WAM. And we talk about having 30% of your take-home pay allocated to your WAM. We split it up weekly, pay yourself on a weekly on a Wednesday. And that's a whole different video, uh, which I think I've done in the past. So have a look on the site. I'm sure you'll find some stuff on that. If you can't find it, message me. I'll do an updated one. But, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I was looking at myself and, you know, I want to make sure that I walk the talk. You know, I'm not telling you guys to do stuff or recommending you guys do stuff that I don't do myself. And um, just before I made this video, I pour myself some sparkling water and I carbonate the water myself. Now, I can afford, I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford to buy um, branded sparkling water from the supermarket. Um, but actually for an environmental issue, I chose to make my own because I looked at the amount of water we drink, the amount of plastic bottles we were throwing away every week, and I just said, hey, that can't be good for the environment. What else is there? And then I looked at buying the glass ones, and then my daughter, Isabella, said, yes, Dad, why don't we just make our own? Um, and she saw, I think, on TikTok or something that they were making their own. So we now and have done for two years, I think, maybe longer, um, been carbonating our own water. So I have one in the office, I have one in the house, and we just fill them up. We have about four bottles. Um, and we do our own water. And I just worked out one day how much we saved on carbonated water, and it was a phenomenal amount. But it's not the saving. It's the compound growth on the saving. Remember, you've got the guy who saves £50 a month between age 20 and 40. He's got £111,000. And the other person, when he leaves it till 40, has to make up that spare time. He has to put £100 a month in, and he only gets £70,000 when he's at 60. So 37% less. So it's taking that money and saying, okay, well, this can go towards my 20%. Okay, it's just choices. That's all it is, just choices. Everyone has a choice. Um, there were some big changes. Or not, not, there weren't huge changes, but there were some changes announced around about share option schemes. So in the UK, about 2 million people are members of the um, share option scheme. 
And uh, there are various different types of share option schemes. So the first main one that most people are aware of is the save as you earn scheme. So if you remember a save as you earn scheme, um, you can continue to contribute while you're on furlough um, or you can take it as a payment holiday. OK, um, for the period of the time uh, without any pe penalty at all. Um, however, you just got to be aware that if you postpone the, um, save you, uh, uh, the save as you earn scheme. So if you take a payment holiday, you're deferring the maturity date. OK, so if you need to know more on that, um, there's an article on the warranty.com on all about these. There's a bit more detail on them. Then you've got the SIP, not to be, conferred with, not to be confused with a self-invested personal pension. It's a share incentive plan. The SIP, um, contributions can continue to be deducted from your furloughed wages. Um, and as before, you can pause the um, contributions if you wish, um, but you can't make up any um, missed contributions um, that you've paused through the furlough scheme. Uh, then the third one is the company share option plan. Um, if you were guaranteed options before the pandemic, they remain valid as long as you remain an employee or a director um, of the company. And then the final one that really is more of a, a management level is the enterprise management incentive scheme. Um, and when I did the research into this, HMRC was still looking into um, how to um, organize and manage this through the furlough scheme. But they did say that they, um, if, you're, if you've started that 90-day valuation um, letter, um, the agreement process, it can be extended for a further 30 days. Okay, so this is actually what was in my mind when um, I said, I can't think what I was going to say to you. Um, what is it? Um, my audience is very broad and that's intentional because I, at Lexington Wealth, we generally deal with um, slightly aff more affluent individuals. Um, and I'm very happy with that. They're fantastic people. And I enjoy every, meeting every single one of them. And in fact, I've actually missed them um, during furlough because we've done everything remotely via video. Um, but in the main, they're business owners. They have investable money and they have problems. Inheritance tax, capital gains tax, uh, consolidation of pensions and sorting out the retirement issues, um, all, all matter of things. And I think... Financial planners in the main work with more affluent individuals, not because we don't like people who don't have money. We were like that. Many of us were like that ourselves. Um, it's just that money is a type of commodity that we work with. Um, and therefore, we can add greater value to those. So my own firm, Lexington Wealth, I decided to go down the money plan route. So I keep Lexington Wealth going. I'm looking after my clients and we're still taking on clients. So if you feel that you would like to speak to me, then please reach out. Don't feel you're too small. I'll always have a conversation with you over the phone. Always put you in the right direction. Um, and if your, our services aren't right for you, I'll point you and tell you what to do. Uh, we have an online investment service called Lexo. So for people who don't need our full financial planning service or invest money, they can use Lexo. Um, and we've got the money plan and we've got these. So I kind of feel I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to reach the, the, the UK. You know, our full service um, offering with Lexington Wealth, our online investment with Lexo, and our education side of things with the money plan. Um, but so some of the people who, who listen to this might be on benefits, might be just sort of starting out, might have had a setback. Life is like that. Um, and the most important thing is you have a vision and you know where you want to go because nothing is impossible as long as you believe in what you want to achieve and you just take consistent action over time to work towards it. Um, but if you are at that level and you're thinking, hey, Warren, do you know what? it sounds great you saying invest £100 a month in my pension, but I, my, my food bill every uh, month is £100 and I have nothing left over. Um, there, is a, there is a scheme called the Help to Save Scheme. The Help to Save Scheme is backed by the government, it's run by the government, 
Um, and I believe it's a fantastic opportunity for anyone who's on working tax credit um, or universal credit. So you have to be on benefits to qualify for this. Um, and you can save as little um, as one pound um, up to 50 pounds a month. So one pound to 50 pounds. So I think everybody who's watching can afford a pound a month. Now, a pretty bold statement, but come on, guys. I think you have to put some effort in to get something out. You know, it's like the person who wants to get in shape but doesn't want to go to the gym, doesn't want to stop eating pizza and drinking beer. You know, you've got to step up to the mark and, and meet me here. So between £1 and £50 a month, help to save scheme. Um, what basically the way it works is it's a 50% bonus. So 50p in the pound bonus um, paid after a two and a four year period. Um, again, there's an article on the warranty website for that. But I think that is a fantastic opportunity uh, for people to get involved and start. So you've got two options there. If you're in the in the camp where, hey, we're, ma we're, we're making ends meet, we're really struggling to get by, let's have a look at the Help to Save scheme. Let's start that, even if it's with a modest pound a month or so. And then you've got the flip side. You've got the people who've got a little bit more money uh, surplus, then you've got pensions um, and the likes of Lexo that's available to you. Okay, so every week um, I'm reading out some readers' questions, so I'm getting lots of questions in, so I thought I would share those with you. Um, and again, if you've got any questions for me, please message them in, um, and I try to respond to all of them um, I can, and I read out some of them on air. So this one says, I claim my self-employment grant um, with... £34,000 profit. HMRC have calculated my 80% payment of £2,275 um, for my total grant for the three months. I believe this is wrong. Can I ask you to review it? Okay. So if you're self-employed, the furlough scheme was basically 80% of your mean average profit. And your mean average profit is you're adding your, your profits over the last three years together and dividing it by three. So you look at your profits for the last year, the year before that, and the year before that, and they'll be on your accounts or your um, self-assessment return, and then you divide it by three, and they're paying 80% of that. Um, this individual here um, miscalculated, misunderstood the way it was going to be calculated, um, and hey, unfortunately, I think their calculations were right. I did go through them and then come back to you. So that's how they're calculating the self-employed profit. But... What's really important with this, guys, is it is a grant. It's not a loan, so you're not paying it back, but it's taxable. And of course, the way the self-employed work is you can be working, it's different to employed, uh, you can be working and receiving the grant um, for the self-employed income support scheme. Um, so you're going to pay tax on that. That's going to be disclosed in your self-assessment. So make sure you allow for income tax. Um, against that self-employed income support scheme. Um, with a second question from Rita, it said, uh, with interest rates on savings accounts being so low, I've been considering investing in stocks and shares. Um, how would you suggest I start going about this? Okay, so step one, why? What's your outcome? I know I go on about this all the time, but what is your why? What is your outcome? Why are you going to say, why are you saving? Is it for retirement? Is it for a holiday? What's your time horizon? How much do you need? That kind of thing. Then you're going to have a much better um, experience. So what's your outcome? What's your time horizon? For being in the stock market, it needs to be at least five years, preferably going on to seven, but it needs to be five years. Okay. And the reason for that is the stock market goes up and down. 
you know, goes up and down. And um, we don't know if the next two or three years are going to be up or down. You know, and you could be sitting there, oh, they're going to be down or we're going into a recession. It doesn't always work that way. Honestly, it doesn't work that way. You know, we don't know. Um, nobody knows with certainty. And that's why we have time on our side, because it's our friend. When investing time is your friend, you want to start early and you want to allow yourself time. So getting into the top market, allow yourself at least five years. That's the most important thing. Um, only take as much risk as you feel comfortable with. Um, and I like to give rules of thumb here. And what I generally say is a generalization, allow a 50% decline in your equity component. So if you're 100% stock market, expect your portfolio to fall by 50% before it recovers and carries on. That's what happened in the financial crisis in 2007, 2008. That's what happened in the dot-com crisis in 2000. <coughs> Interesting enough, um, the currently, I think it went down about 30%. So in the current pandemic, it only went down 30% before the government threw loads of money in to boost the, um, the liquidity, so therefore boost the market up. But we'd always say 50%, just as a rule of thumb. It's not the maximum we could go. It went down lower in the 70s, but it's a good rule of thumb. Um, so if you're 60% stock market, 40% bonds, allow, you know, expect to get down about 30%. Um, and then buy and hold. Really just hold for the long term. Keep rebalancing probably every annual, every year to make sure you keep in line with your asset allocation, your 60-40. Um, and I would genuinely suggest my own site, Lexo. And the reason for that is it's the most diversified portfolios I can see out there in the market. It's, it beats Vanguard and one. So um, Lexo.co.uk would be a great one. But there are others out there as well. It's not a plug just to push you down that route. So guys, um, just to wrap up, smarter spender. So remember, spending money is not bad. Spending other people's money is bad. So you're spending on a credit card, not paying it off. Um, or if you're borrowing money to spend that you don't have, you're spending your tax money, that kind of thing. That's when it gets to the wrong. And that's why we've got the bank out system. And we have the ratios 50, 30, 20, 50% household bills, 30% towards your day-to-day -day spending, and then 20% for your long-term savings. So if you're buying things at your 30%, you wham, feel free. You know, life for living, enjoying. Let's enjoy this, let's enjoy this process. Um, so, uh, if you're taking it home, pressure washers, um, around about 22% cheaper, um, at the moment. Weights are around about 24% cheaper, which is surprising because I would have thought everyone's working out at home rather than at the gyms. So that would have gone up. Um, and TVs are cheaper. Um, but hey, go to, I, I've used this myself way before they got involved with the show. Idealo.co.uk. Uh, my kids use it. I use it. My wife uses it. Any capital items that we buy, we run through Idealo and we look at the price trends. So it'll show you a chart of how things are going. Uh, it's a great service. It's a great thing to do, um, and um, I yeah, strongly recommend it. Hence why I'm uh, getting involved with them with the show and stuff. But hand on my heart, I used it way before we even spoke to them. And I still continue to use it. Um, because it just saves time. And if it's going to save me uh, a bit of money, save me shopping around and stuff like that. So I find the item that I want, I pop into my dealo, I look at where the cheapest places are. I also look at the price check trend. It'll show you a little chart on how it's been doing. And if it's um, coming down, you know, I really need it today, I might hold back a little bit. Um, but my son uh, particularly likes it, especially when he's buying Xbox games and stuff, um, because he can see how things are trending and stuff. Um, hey, that's a wrap up for today. I hope it's been helpful. Please send me in your questions, your messages. I love to answer them. It's great for me to know that you're engaging with me. Um, don't feel um, I won't want to hear what you have to say. And please don't feel that you haven't got um, enough money to um, message me. We have everyone 
messaged me with lots and lots of debt, and I enjoy helping them sort that out. That's how, kind of how I started my profession 25 years ago, um, mortgages and debt and stuff. Um, but likewise, um, you know, I spend most of my days um, planning retirement plans and estate plans and more complex structures um, for individuals with trusts and such like, because it, I'm a weirdo. It excites me. I enjoy it. But um, hey, thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure. My name's Warren Shute. This is Financial Education for the Nation. Until next time.